turn with me tonight to John uh, chapter 1, verse 29. John chapter 1, verse 29. I'll try not to keep you too long, but, you know, that means nothing. No, really, I, I'll try my best not to. Uh, just, uh, it's kind of funny. Brother Curtis had asked me to fill in the other night and the, the other day, and uh, just a, about a week, about a week ago, we, I was we was on our way to church, and just you know, the Lord will just drop something in your heart, just a, just a simple phrase or word, and it's always going to be aligned with Scripture. And uh, sometimes, sometimes the Lord will direct me to a verse to look at, to, to really study and focus in on. Sometimes I'll get a title before, <laughs> and, uh, and that's the way this kind of happened. And I know it'll be a simple message. If it's not simple, well, it's not God, right? Amen. And so uh, just the title tonight is, What Are You Beholding? What Are You Beholding? You know, we're living in a day and a time where there's so many things competing for our faith. There's lots of things out there that's competing for our faith, competing for our attention, trying to get our eyes off the work of Christ. But I believe what the Lord is doing in these last days is He is trying to redirect His church and He's trying to, re, he's trying to direct a lost and dying world back to His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? And so if you would, just look at John chapter uh, 1, verse 29. And we'll, co we'll look at that, and then we'll go through the Bible. Amen? Because we believe what the Bible says. Amen? It says, The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Amen? I said, John said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. You know, when John said those words, he, he was saying it in such an expression that, that it was to shock and awe people, if you would. I believe that when John saw him and he saw him as that lamb, amen, it produced a, it, it produced a passionate desire to, to exclaim, to, to make his voice known of this one whom he was seeing. And so that, again, if I believe that's the heart and the passion of any uh, blood-bought child of God. Amen. It's not, again, as Brother Curtis has said, it's not the tone of the voice or the, the delivery of the message, but no doubt in my mind, John the Baptist was not one of those sleeping kind of preachers. Amen. He was one of those kind of preachers that's going to keep people alert and on their toes. And when he got done preaching, everybody wasn't going to just walk away scratching their head wondering what was said. I believe that when John preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe people walked away challenged in their walk with the Lord. And again, tonight, the title of the message is, What Are You Beholding? I know what's being presented here on this table, amen, through this pulpit. Praise God for that. You are a blessed people. Amen. I'm part of that blessed people too. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know, there's a lot of folks, they're, be, they're being presented something else. And so for those that may be listening, amen, I, I hope this message will minister to you and get into your heart tonight because it matters what you hear. Because what you're hearing from the pulpit is what you're looking at. What you hear behind the pulpit is what you're looking at. Let's pray tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I ask you, Lord, for your divine help. I ask, Lord, for the unction, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to help me to say your words according to how you would have me to say them. We ask God for ears to hear, hearts of understanding, and eyes to see. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Again, we're living in a time today where government is popular, politics. Everybody's ranting and raving over this and that, right? But again, it's, the, it's really a scheme of the devil to just to try to shift our faith to something other than the Lamb. The Lamb is the answer, not for just some things. The Lamb is the answer for everything. Amen? Amen. Listen, you know, I, I remember... Uh, not really being in politics and and I remember I got saved and and the Lord deal he did deal with me about voting because I'd never voted before and I never will forget I voted the first time and that was anyway long story short you know how it goes you're let down real quick but that's okay amen because I can't trust in a system I have to trust in the sacrifice and the Lord also had to teach me that too, amen? But again, uh, you know, looking at all of that back during that time frame in my life, amen, I knew that God had given us in this country a God-given right and a freedom to do so, amen, to do so. But the enemy will use things like that, that freedom and liberty, amen, in order to bring division amongst God's people. The answer is still the Lamb. Amen, because it's the, it is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is the one that brings us together in the unity of the faith. And it was through that sacrifice that unifies us. It's through that sacrifice that we're kept by the power of God. It is the power of God because it's the preaching of the cross. You don't separate the Lamb from the cross. Amen. Amen. But again, we see we're living in a day and a time where education, politics, politicians, science is real popular. Opinions of men, amen, but not the mind of God. But everybody is attempting to silence the voice of God. They're attempting to silence the Word of God. And again, the world is wrapped up in government and the opinions of men. But again, God's divine order is wrapped up in the sacrifice. Amen. <clears throat> Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Amen. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What makes him a mighty God? He's the Savior. Amen. What makes him wonderful? He's the Lamb of God that came to take away the sin of the world. You know, when John would say, Behold the Lamb of God, the Bible says that he would see him. Amen. Amen. That word behold means to look. <clears throat> now I'm going to give you just a little my interpretation of it, a little redneck here. Amen. To gaze intently upon. To closely examine. Amen. That's not Strong's. That's not theirs. That's just what I, I see it, the way I see it. <clears throat> because what God wants us to do is to behold that lamb, to examine that lamb, and to know that lamb. Brother Dewey said something the other morning in Sunday school. <laughs> I, can't, I hadn't got rid of I hadn't got out of my mind. 
He says, what gospel do you preach? <laughs> you know, you, you meet people, what gospel do you preach? Amen. If you're preaching the Lamb, there's no question. I said, if you're preaching the Lamb, there's no question. Amen. Hallelujah. If we go back in the book of Genesis and we see it all the way through Genesis, all the way to Revelation, there is that lamb, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God, amen, was not taken by surprise because of sin. God had already devised a plan. God had already devised a man. He had already provided a man, and that man would be Jesus Christ. Look at Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21. <clears throat> you remember Adam and Eve, they sinned in the garden, right? Amen. They were tillers of the ground too, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's right. God told them, he put them in the garden, told them to tend that garden. Amen. And what was the first thing they went and did when they sinned against God? They hid themselves with their fruits and vegetables, their fig leaves. Amen. Amen. What are you beholding tonight? Your works are the works of Christ. Amen. See, see how simple it is? Even though they were created in the image of God, even though they were created without sin, they chose not to look to what God had offered them, the tree of life, which speaks of the sacrifice. It speaks of the lamb. Amen. We see that again in, in, in Genesis 3.21. When sin came to play, came into, entered into the human race. Amen. That God rushed in, the Bible says, and the Lord God made coats of skins and clothed them. God, amen, had already devised a plan. He had already provided a lamb. Amen, because the only way that you and I can be clothed in the righteousness of God is by faith in the Lamb of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We know the story of Cain and Abel. Amen? Cain offered up his fruits and vegetables. Amen? But God didn't have respect to that. Why? Because Abel, amen, he offered the firstling of his flock. Amen? Which would typify the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen? The Lamb of God. Don't let this ever get, uh, don't ever let this get boring to you. Amen. Be excited. Amen. Because he's the Lamb of God. Amen. Who came to seek and to save that which was lost. We were lost. We were dying. We were on our way to hell. But somebody, amen, glory to God, lifted up their voice and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He didn't just come to take away the action. Amen. He come to take away the nature so that nature not dominate my heart and my life. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all okay? Hallelujah. So uh, the Lord told him, Cain, he said, if you do well, sin lieth at the door. Because Cain was wroth. The Bible says he was wroth. He was angry because God didn't accept what he had to offer. Listen, my friend, God don't accept your religion he doesn't, he doesn't accept your religious works. You can do good and it's good to do good. Amen? But he won't accept your do-goods. He only accepts the Christ, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who laid down his life. He said, no man taketh my life. I'll lay it down and I'll take it up. Amen? This man, Jesus Christ. But he said, if you do well, 
sin lies at the door. He was telling him that there's a sin offering available for you if you will behold it. I can forgive you. See, there's nothing that God cannot forgive if we'll behold the Lamb of God. Amen. I said there's nothing God will not forgive if we'll just look to the Lamb. Amen. Let me just... Too many times we begin to look at ourselves and our failure and we forget to look to the Lamb. And sometimes we just need to be reminded it's just so simple. Just look to the Lamb. Just look to the Lamb. Just look to the Lamb. Amen. It's a simple message tonight. Amen. But sometimes that's just all we need. Amen. We just need a little something short and simple just to get us back on track to get our... Come on. Get our focus, our mind cleared up. Hey, we're not looking at the we're not looking at the White House. Amen. We're not looking at the church. Look, we're not looking at the church house. We're not looking at the poor house. We're not looking at my house. Or your, you know what I'm saying? We're not looking at the Joneses and the Smiths or whatever. No, we're looking at the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking at the Lamb. Amen. The one who went to prepare a place for me. Hallelujah. Because when I'm looking to him, everything else goes away. Amen. Everything else goes away. Genesis chapter 6. The Bible talks about Noah a little bit. I love preaching about Noah, but we're not here to preach about Noah. We're here to preach about the Lamb. Amen. But in Genesis chapter 6, the Bible says that God saw the wickedness of man uh, was great in the earth. And every imagination of his thoughts, of his heart, was only evil continually. <sighs> hey, look, don't turn on the news. Hey, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We need to be aware. We need to know what's going on, but don't be consumed with it. Amen. Don't be consumed with that mess. Amen. We need to look to that lamb. Amen. The Bible tells us there that the, the, the wickedness of man when the, was great in the earth and the imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. Do you not see a downward spiral taking effect right now today? Amen. Not just in the world, but in the church as well. Why? Because they quit beholding the Lamb. Amen. They begin to uh, they begin to embrace men's opinions. They begin to embrace theories and certain scientific things. Amen. That's not contrary to the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible says even though even though the the wickedness of man's heart was so bad during that time, God had a man and his name was Noah, and Noah found grace. In the eyes of God. The only way for you and I to find the grace of God, which is the goodness of God given to undeserving man, it's God doing for you and I what we can't do, which is save ourselves and impute His righteousness. What God did for Noah, amen, He did, amen, for one reason, so that all that would believe could be saved. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But we know that the Bible says that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And again, the reason why Noah found grace in the eyes of God is because he was beholding the Lamb. Amen. We know that because in order for Noah to enter into covenant with God, covenant relationship, he had to have known of the sacrificial way. 
Amen. He had to know that blood was the only way to have a relationship with God. He had to know, amen, he had to... He may not have been a theologian, amen, but he had to have understood to some degree the doctrine of substitution that it took, required a sacrifice, amen, to, to die, a substitute, to die in my place in order for God to grant unto me his righteousness, to declare me just and right in his eyes so that God could impute his righteousness to Noah, that he could find grace, and grace would teach Noah to walk and to live. And because God, because of God's grace, well, y'all know you've heard it, God at work, amen. <clears throat> Noah obeyed God and he built an ark, amen. He, it was God working both to will and to do of his good pleasure in the life of Noah. And Noah, amen, even though the ark wasn't built, amen, Noah entered into that rest in Christ because he was depending upon that sacrifice, amen, to get him in, and he was depending upon that sacrifice to keep him in relationship with God. Amen. And even when the waters departed and the ark set upon the, <clears throat> on the mount, the first thing that Noah did, he took him animals out. He said, let's go have a sacrifice. Amen. Why is it? Because he was beholding the lamb. Amen. I said he was beholding the lamb. Amen. What got Noah in is what kept Noah in and what Amen. What caused Noah to be fruitful and multiply was him continuing to behold the lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. Just simple stuff. Amen. Genesis 8 and 20. Noah built an ark altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every fowl, every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was our whole burnt offering. Amen. I said he was our whole burnt offering. He gave his entire life, amen, to cover all. Amen. Listen to me. In the Old Testament, amen, the Old Testament sacrifice, they would only cover man's sin. Amen. But in the New Testament, when Jesus Christ came upon the scene, amen, he didn't just come to cover, he come to take it away. Hallelujah. I said he didn't just come to cover, he come to take it away. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. Again, that altar, it speaks of the cross. And the cross always points us to the sacrifice. The sacrifice always points us to Jesus Christ. Amen. No matter whether it been a turtle dove or a bullock or a ram. Hallelujah. Amen. It would all point to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Genesis in 22 and 13, 14. Oh, I could go through so much of this. But it, Abraham. Remember God tested Abraham to take Isaac up on the mount. Amen. To sacrifice him on the mount. He had the fire and he had the wood. And his son looked at him and says, Father, you got the fire and you got the wood, but where is the lamb? But where is the lamb? See, listen, I've learned something over the last few years, probably more so than I would like to admit. Proverbs 8 and 8 changed my life. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 8 and 8 has changed my life. Amen, because now I know that that lamb's got to be in there because if that lamb's not in there, then it's corrupt. 
I'm holding the word of God deceitfully. Amen. I'm misusing it. I'm misapplying it. Amen. Hey, come on, somebody. Amen. The last thing we need is somebody, a lying preacher. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So again, we see that it's all about the sacrifice. The Bible says that it, he said, where's the, where's, I got, you, got the, you got the wood and you got the fire, but where's the lamb? He held up his knife and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and withheld his hand and said, now I know you fear God. Amen. And what God's going to show him, he's going to show him his covenant again. Amen. He's going to reveal to him. He's going to show him it's all about my son, Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary. And right there he turned around and looked behind him, and there was a ram caught in the thicket. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Amen. I said there was a ram caught in the thicket. And he called him and he said, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord shall provide. Amen. He beheld that lamb. Amen. But look at this. Look at verse 14. It said, look at the, let's go there real quick. Genesis 22 and 14. Hallelujah. Y'all okay? Okay. I'm trying not to keep too long. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. 22, 14. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be what? What's going to be seen? That lamb. That lamb's what God wants to show the world, amen. He wants the whole world to see that it was his son, amen, that died on the cross, this foolishness to those that's perishing, but to us that's saved, it's the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Amen. When we talk about Calvary, we're talking about the lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, God is showing us the lamb from Genesis to Revelation. I know a lot of you already know all these things, but through every book we look through, we can find the lamb. If we look, if we'll just ask God to show us, amen. Uh, not long ago, you know, I was thinking, you know, the cross is when we look at the Word of God through the lens of the cross, we will see the Lamb. Amen. We will see the Lamb. Amen. But without that, without knowing it's about Christ and Him crucified, we'll try to make it all about us. Mm. Some of it's for us, but it's not about all of us. It's about the Lamb. It's about what he did for us, no doubt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we listen to preachers, when we listen to teachers, when we listen to those who are holding or withholding the word of God, amen, we need to always be seeking the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In every church, every preacher, amen, that we set ourselves under or give ear to, we need to look for that lamb. Amen. And understand it's not just a lamb. It's a lamb without spot, without blemish. Amen. It's not the word of faith lamb. I said it's not the word of faith lamb. Okay. It's not the word of faith lamb. Amen. It's not the word of faith lamb, the one that died spiritually and went to hell. And it's not that lamb because that lamb would not have been acceptable unto God. Amen. That lamb would not have been acceptable unto God. Amen. That lamb would have had to be offered again and again just like in the Old Testament. 
Amen. Could you imagine having to run around and chase down a lamb or a ram or a, or a pigeon or go get it, brother? You know? And then once you catch it, you got to inspect it. And after you inspect it, because you don't want to give it to the priest because he's going to inspect it. And yeah. Amen. God provided a lamb that don't need, hey. He was already inspected. He was already approved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The whole book, the Bible, amen, is all about the Lamb and what He came to do for us. Hebrews 10, 7 says, Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Amen. What did Jesus come to do? Die for sinners. Amen. Hallelujah. He came to seek and save that which was lost. And then he says, And above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither had pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Amen. We don't need the, we don't need the blood of bulls and goats today. Amen. We're beholding the Lamb. We're beholding the Lamb, the one that came to take away the sin of the world. We're, we're beholding the one who declared on the cross, it is finished. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says, By the which will we're sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Meaning he's not going to do it again. And it means he's not going to do it again. And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can what? Never take away sins. Never. If you're Jewish today, I'm sorry. You can rebuild the temple. You can do the ceremony. And you can offer the sacrifices. But according to the Word of God, God's not going to accept you on the basis of that. Amen. The Bible says, but this man, this man, the Lamb of God, amen, this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, meaning his work was complete, meaning his work was finished, meaning he's not going to have to get up and do it again because when he offered himself for our sins on the cross of Calvary, he paid our debt in full. Amen. I said he paid our debt in full. Amen. We don't know anything. Man, <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Y'all got a house note. Hey, when you owe something, I'm just saying... <clears throat> when you're in debt and you're owing something, it's not always fun. Of always knowing you got that debt hanging over your head. Jesus has paid that debt for sin for us. Amen. Paid in full. Amen. What? Amen. What the law could not do, he did. Amen. Because we're too weak in the flesh. And even if we were strong in the flesh, we still couldn't keep the law. Amen. Amen. But this man, after he had once, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin, forever sat down on the right hand of God. This man became the Lamb of God to take away our sin, to take away the sin of the world. Amen. 
God wants us, he wants us to behold, he wants us to look at what he looks at. Mm -hmm. He wants us to see what pleases him. Amen. Y'all remember in the Gospels, it says, he said, this is my beloved son, right? In whom I'm well pleased. Why was he pleased? Because he knew he, he was going to do the work that he sent him to do which was going to lay down his life to become a lamb, to be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Amen? In the Exodus chapter 12, I'm not going to go through it, but Exodus chapter 12, we see the Passover lamb. God instituted, amen, for every house, every household, every individual. Amen? A lamb for a man, a lamb for a house, a lamb for... Nation, lamb for the world. Amen. He would offer, he would tell them, you go and you pick you a lamb, a lamb that would be without spot or without blemish, and you take that lamb and shed its blood, amen, and apply that blood upon the doorpost of your house. Amen. Typifying the blood of Jesus Christ, the lamb of God. Amen. And because they were willing and obedient to believe God, that that was God's means, that his method, amen, God would say, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Amen. There's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They may have thought John came on the scene saying thought he was a crazy wild man, but what he was preaching was no condemnation. Amen. Because he said the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by the Lamb. Amen. The law came by Moses. We will condemn you. Amen. But grace and truth come by the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to preach the Lamb. We're going to point people to the Lamb. We're going to lift up the Lamb. Amen. Because He said, Amen, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto what? Me. Amen. Not a church, not a denomination, not a preacher. Amen. But to Him, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Exodus chapter 12 real quick. There is one verse I want to show you. Because we were mentioning that a minute ago. It's not just any lamb. It has to be the lamb of God. And the way that we identify the lamb of God from other, another lamb, another Jesus, or another gospel, this is how we identify that other lamb. Look at Exodus chapter 12. And let's look at verse... Uh, here we go. Make sure I got that right. Nine. Who said nine? Nobody? Okay. It says this. It says, eat not of it raw. Let me, let me make that plain for you. It's not just Jesus. Eat not of it raw. It's not just Jesus. Yes, his name means Savior, but it's what he did that made him Savior. Amen. Yes, his name is Savior, but it's the Word of God that reveals to us the purpose for which he came to go to Calvary. Amen. Come on. You okay? Eat not of it raw, 
not just Jesus, nor sodden at all with water. Water baptism does not save you. Mm -hmm. There's no saving qualities in water. Though Jesus commanded that all believers be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that does not save us. So we don't water down the gospel by making it into another gospel. Amen? It says, nor sodden at all with water, but what? Roast with fire. That speaks of the judgment of God that fell upon Christ, amen, for my, in my place, amen. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He paid the death penalty that I deserved. I said, he paid the death the penalty that you and I deserved, amen. <clears throat> Therefore, he gave us the gift of eternal life through the offering of himself once and for all. Glory to God. It says, but roach with fire, his head with his legs. Amen. And the puritans thereof, that means everything, inside and out. What Jesus paid for, amen, on the cross, not only was to deal with external sin, but internal sin as well. Yeah, we don't, everybody don't know about that one. It's in my closet, you know, nobody knows. But the Lord does. And when he came, he came for us to continue to look to him so that that sin, whatever that besetting sin is, not dominate your life. Amen. And my life. I ain't going to just say you because I'm in it too. Amen. As I said it before, I got some junk in my trunk y'all don't want to hear no nothing about. But you know, right? But you got some stuff too I don't need to know nothing about. If you'll behold that lamb, he'll take it away. I said, if you'll behold that lamb, he'll take it away. Hallelujah. I said, he'll take it away. Amen. Exodus chapter 25, verse 22. Amen. I'm, I want you to know it's through this sacrifice and through that sacrifice alone where we can have a relationship with God, where we can be saved, where we can be redeemed, where we can walk with God and we can talk with God and we can have a newness of life, a real experience, a real relationship with God. Exodus 25, 22. <clears throat> and it says, and there I will meet with thee and commune with thee from above the mercy seat. See, it's where that blood was applied. Amen. I said, it's where that blood has been applied. It says, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the ark of the testimony, amen, of all things which I have give, give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. See, God's only speaking to us through the blood. He's only speaking to us through that lamb. He's speaking to us through the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not hard for us to, to understand it once we see it. Once we see it. But again, that's why John would say when he saw him, he saw something, amen. He saw something that affected him. He knew that he knew that he knew that he knew, amen, that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God. He knew that he was the Savior. He knew that he was the Messiah. He knew. He knew. Therefore, he cried out. He was a voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. The Lord straightened that path. He's showing it to us. He's showing it to us. Amen. He's trying to keep us on that path, the path of the just. It is getting brighter and brighter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. John beheld the Lamb. And John the Revelator, he beheld the Lamb. Amen. Even though the Bible tells us about the line of the tribe of Judah, at the end of the day, honey, it was still all about the Lamb. Amen. He can't be the king, the lion, till he first become the lamb. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John beheld the lamb slain from the foundation of the world and the angels in heaven, the four beasts and the 24 elders and the ten thousands times ten thousands and thousands, amen, would gather around the throne with a loud voice saying, worthy is the lamb that was slain, hallelujah, to receive power and glory and honor and riches and wisdom, glory to God. Amen, that speaks of you and me. <laughs> We're going to be in the hallelujah group. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be glad too because maybe then we can sing. We can all sing. Amen. Maybe we all have a... Okay. Look, let's go back to John one twenty nine real quick. Hallelujah. <coughs> Said John sees Jesus coming unto him said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He wasn't trying to cover sin. He come to take it away. Amen. Amen. I want to go down just a few more scriptures. And I want you to look at verse 35. Because G John, when he first saw him, he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That was on that day. Amen. Amen. That day would that that day would alarm or bring awareness to people all around that that was the one. That's the one the Bible has been telling us all about. That's the one right there. What the Bible says right here in verse 35, I've always loved this scripture. It says, "Again the next day, <laughs> Again, the next day. See, it never gets old when you're beholding the Lamb. Again, the next day. Hallelujah. After John stood. See, you and I, we can't stand for righteousness except we be beholding the Lamb. And we can't point people to the path of righteousness unless we're pointing them to the Lamb. And when we point them to the Lamb, when we're looking at the Lamb, then we can stand by the grace of God with confidence and assurance and boldness and say, no, Mary is not the mother of God. Throw rocks at me if you want to. Right? We had received Him. The Bible says to as many as received Him, gave, him, gave them power to become the sons of God. We got the power of God where we can stand now because we're beholding the Lamb. Amen. <laughs> it says again the next day. After John stood. See, once you are presented this Lamb, you're going to be tested to stand or not stand. Amen. Right? <clears throat> Again, the next day after John stood, 
and two of his disciples. Isn't that great? <laughs> we may not have a lot of folks here tonight, but where two or more are gathered. See, John had two more with him, standing with him. They believed on the one he was pointing them to. They believed and they were standing with him. Amen. But look at what it says. And looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Amen. His message didn't have to be complicated. He didn't have to go to the cemetery. Seminary. To proclaim the gospel. He had a simple message and his message was behold the lamb. Amen. Behold the lamb. Let me stop with this. You and I, we can only see this lamb to the degree that we hear about him. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. What the world needs to see is the lamb. Amen. What the transgender needs to see is the lamb. Amen. What the president needs to see is the lamb. What the Democrat needs to see is the lamb. The Republican, whatever else they are, they, they need to see the lamb. Amen. They need to see this lamb. You've seen this lamb. Go and stand and tell somebody. Behold the lamb of God. Amen. Behold the lamb of God. Listen, if we're not beholding the lamb of God, because that's what God beholds, we can't be conformed into the image and likeness of God without him. Amen? Uh, I butchered that. Let me say it again. We must behold what God beholds in order for us to be conformed into his image. Otherwise, we'll be conformed into the image and likeness of the world and not of the image of Christ Jesus, the Lamb. Amen? The Bible tells us he was led like a lamb to the slaughter, yet he opened not his mouth. I'm probably one of the worst ones that like to open my mouth. Sometimes I'm going to get the last word in. Come on, somebody. Uh, we're being real, folks. But when we do, it's because we're not beholding that lamb. Amen. It's because we're not beholding that lamb. But when we're beholding that lamb, we can... We're renewing that mind, right? We're renewing that mind that we're a new creation in Christ because we've looked to Him for righteousness and not ourselves because ours is all filthy rags. Amen. When we're looking to Him, we're now, when we're now not being conformed to the image and likeness of the world. We're now being conformed and transformed by the renewing of our mind because we're looking to the sacrifice which is pleasing to God. Amen? Hallelujah. That is, listen, that is the acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says this is the will of God, even your sanctification. How you live for God. That's God's will for you, is that you keep looking to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Y'all okay? I'm going to close with this, I promise. Are we doing a song? Are we doing a closing song? No?
Okay, that's fine. We don't have to. First Peter 1, 18 through 21. Peter would write it like this, even though he had not always stood right for the truth, because he's like us. Sometimes we get our eyes off the lamb. Sometimes we look at the winds and the waves and we begin to sink just like Peter did. Sometimes when the little girl comes up and says, Oh, ain't, that, ain't you one of his? And you say, No, I ain't one of his. And you go warm yourself by the fire. You remember? Peter did a bunch of stuff, dumb stuff. Right? But he always came back to that lamb. And if you'll look in the book of, I can't remember which one it is right now, but Peter would say, I'll put you in remembrance of these things. What he was saying is, I want you to come back and look at that lamb again. Amen, I want you to come back to that lamb again. He says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the what? Precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ is of a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was revealed says manifest, but was revealed, but was revealed in these last times for you. Amen. Can you imagine? We're in the last of the last days. Amen. Well, I know that. Everybody said that for the last hundred years. Well, we're in the last of the last days. Amen. <laughs> the last of the last, last days. Amen. Who by him do believe in God that has raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your what faith and hope might be in God. Your faith and hope's got to be in the Lamb. Amen. Say it one more time. Not a denomination, not your church membership, not your good works. Your faith's got to be in the Lamb. I just want to know tonight, what are you beholding? Are you beholding that lamb? Amen. Do you see Jesus high and lifted up? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you once again tonight for your word. We thank you, Father, for your son. We thank you for that perfect sacrifice. We thank you for the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. Our sins are not just covered, but, Lord, they've been taken away. And God, we give you glory and honor. We just ask you tonight, Lord, if there be anyone out there tonight that's struggling in their walk with you, <clears throat> Lord, that you would use these words to redirect their object of faith to your son, Jesus Christ, that they may receive the joy and the hope of the gospel once again and not be ashamed. In Jesus' name, amen.